0: Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase Podcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or a bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. Alright, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And remember that I I have plantar fasciitis. It's not good. This is a public service announcement. Take care of your feet, gang. You know, I used to walk around all the time in my flip-flops in college because I thought that was cool. You know what that doesn't give you? It doesn't give you good support. It doesn't give you good support for your feet. And I spent six years standing on basically concrete for eight hours at a time at a job. And then my feet started to fucking kill me. And I had problems with my fascia band and the bottom of my right foot and it sucked. It burned. It's also known as like heel spurs. Don't do that. Take care of your feet, gang. Take care of your feet. You only get two feet. All right? So take care of them. All right? If you're lucky. If you're lucky. All right? Take care of your goddamn feet. You heard it here. All right? All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll yeah. see you next week this is a mind gaff exclusive 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 take care of your fucking feet all right uh (laughs) so glad to be here the things that i would have told my 18 year old self hey man take care of your feet and i'd be like okay dad
1: you know oh there are things that i would tell my 18 year old self like back now that he would look at me and just he would be very disappointed when he's like, that's what we're worrying about? That's what we think about? And I'm like, absolutely it is. I think um, – I pulled I my back, 18-year-old me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> were you doing something really cool? Were you like, were you fucking? or doing something really cool? No. I was tying my shoes to go work out. I was tying my bent over and my back said, no. Mm-mm. And that's yeah. it. I think we've talked about this. Week, 18-year-old self. I think we've talked
0: about this before, but do you think now, if you were to talk to your 18 year old self, do you think your 18 year old self would listen to you?
1: Oh, you? See, I guess it probably depends on the topic. It does depend on the topic. I'd like to. It's, it's funny because my current self would like to give my 18 year old self the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. but when I really think back to 18 year old me, I don't know. It's a. <laughs> It's a crapshoot. It really is.
0: I think there's some stipulations too. Like, does your 18 year old self know that you are like the almost 40 year old version of their future self? You know what I mean? Like, if you're just some, can you just walk up and be like, "Hey there, little fella, I got right. some really important stuff to tell you." They're like, "Why is this strange man talking to me?" You know? <laughs> or would they know? You know? Because would, would I think that could that could differentiate. You know.
1: I, what I would love to do is, I'd love to take a photo of myself now and a photo of, find a photo when I was 18, senior picture or whatever, show it to someone and see if they could identify that it's the same person. Because I've seen young you and I was not able to, my brain wouldn't let me accept the fact that it was young you. I'm well, still Well, you've not, only
0: known me. You've only known me.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, would 18 year old you not seeing, this verse like i think 18 year old me would be like dad <laughs> <laughs> would 18 year old do you recognize you that would be what uh, yeah
0: that's actually a good question would i roll the high enough perception to deter right. or insight to know that that is my future self um i don't know the i definitely th- look a lot like my dad um there you go yeah i think it might be like huh oh, Wayne, what the only um, thing
1: that you could the only thing that you could you'd have to fall back into the old uh the old um, comedy tropes of time travel movies yeah. where you give yourself facts that only you know about and it right. gets real weird. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. What's, gets
0: something, real weird. what's something you would tell your younger self that would make sure that would be like, holy shit, he is from the future. <laughs> <laughs> so many things.
1: Right? There are so many things. Right? Um, I would probably say Uh, Uh, look, we we both now know uh, not to uh, uh, not to explain things with permanent marker, right? And then my younger self would be like, "Oh, it is me." (laughs) Oh shit! Oh, wait, it's the cops! (laughs) (laughs) You're a narc!
0: You're a narc! (laughs) I would tell my younger self, "Hey, I know what those stains are on the wall." Of, of your bedroom, I'm assuming. I'm not giving you any more information. I'm just saying, hey, I know what those stains are, okay? Fair enough. Yep. I know what those stains are. Yeah. And my younger self would be like,
1: oh, it is, it is you. So, yeah, there's things that we could probably, clues we could use to make the younger. And I'd like to think that if older me came back and said that to younger me, younger me would be like, you know what? I better probably fucking listen to this. Because I think I'd have my mind blown enough at that mm-hmm. point to be like, this is, I this probably is important.
0: <laughs> Jared says 18-year-old me would not listen. Stubborn little cunt. Uh, I would tell him about some sex things I haven't told anyone. And he goes, did young Doug jizz on the wall and just watch it drip down? Listen, Jared, you're never going to know. Okay? This is something between you- me and past me. And this is how I would forge
1: that connection. I would look him dead in the eye and be like, I know. And he'd be like, fuck. The thing is, Jared, he can't tell you what it means because should he ever need to go back, it's like letting someone hold on to your totem, right? Yes, exactly. From inception, you can't let anyone else know. So this is the thing that Doug has already almost revealed too much information. He can't tell you the whole story Mm -hmm. lest he jeopardize potential future time travel.
0: I'd also be like, hey, listen, I know. (laughs) I'm like, remember that? Remember that time you, you dumped the tomato? soup out into the front lawn at night, Yep, and then didn't clean it up, and then your dad thought you got drunk and barfed all over the front yard, and he got so mad, and you were feeling really bad, but in the middle of it, he goes, what do you think this is, the prairie? And it totally just undercut everything he was saying, because it made no sense. It was the weirdest, it's still to this day, that sentence puzzles me. I don't know what he means by that. I was like, what are you, what are you referring to? Just... What do you mean? Is this just something that people used to do at the prairie? They just dump stuff? Like, I mean, littering, I think, was just common in general. But why the prairie? What about the
1: prairie, sir? I'd like to think that he was was at that moment either reading a book or watching a film documentary, as dads do, on something very benign like prairie life or the settlers. That's a moment I'm totally going to have with my daughter
0: at some point. We're going to be oh, having yeah. a real serious moment and I'm going to say something really dumb that's going to completely undercut any momentum or any uh, movement that I've had towards a particular situation. I'll be like, and I'll go like, this is my prairie moment. Yep. <laughs> and I'll text you and like, you'll... Justin, I just had my prairie moment. I... It happened. <laughs> it happened. Yep. I had my prairie moment. Because um, <laughs> I remember going Let's to school see. and telling my friends that happened. They're like, what the hell <laughs> do you mean by
1: that? I go, I don't know. I don't, I know, don't if, know what does he mean? But they're like, what the, why the prairie?" I go, I don't get it. I don't know. What's going to be amazing though. A full, true full circle moment is that if you find yourself saying the exact same thing to her, if the situation oh, presents God. itself and for some reason that flies out of your mouth and you're <laughs> I like, I'd like Uh-oh. to say
0: that's not possible, but anything's possible. Right. You know, where you come out of like, why did I say
1: that? Why don't you say that? Oh no. And then you call your dad up and just go, I get it.
0: My dad doesn't even remember that he did that. He has no right. recollection. I could, when I go for home for the holidays, I'm like, Hey, remember when you said that? He'd be like, no,
1: isn't I have no it recollection. amazing that that's something like, and we've had this kind of stuff. Like it's not just with parents, but it's throughout your whole life. You say or do something that just sticks with you and mm-hmm. just goes. They're defining and moments for whatever the reason. Person, the, the other people that were involved, probably it just, it was a flash in a pan and it's gone. But for you years later, decades later, you hold on to that and you're like – and you just can't let – and it happens in so many different scenarios. It's just so weird that we travel through life with these kind of pieces of baggage.
0: Do you think your 18-year-old self would be
1: proud of future you? Do, do you think they'd be like, whoa? I think 18-year-old me would be pr- – I look, there have been some pictures that I've shared online, pictures I've shared with you. Uh, you can find these on Justin's OnlyFans. You can find them on my OnlyFans, or if you scroll back far enough in uh, in my uh, Instagram, um, I some people peaked in high school. I never had that concern. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think my younger self would be uh, proud that we finally got out of that st- that awkward stage that that look and morphed into more of what we are now. Um, as far as life choices, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm proud of me.
0: I'm proud of you. I
1: appreciate it. And I'm not just. I'm not just saying that.
0: I appreciate it. I'm not just saying that because I would lick right, the poll because you like the poll. I'm saying it because I. You've 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 done a lot, man. You've come a long way. You've you followed your heart, and following your heart's not always easy. In fact, most of the time, it's a difficult, most difficult thing to do. You know, I liken it to Chris Charles and his endeavors of, you know, trying to uh, follow. You know, go forth and conquer the film industry you know putting his heart yep. and soul and everything yep. i i kind of lump you in the same way i don't know if I, 18 year old you would see it the
1: same way i mean that's um, high praise because i think i feel like chris charles has succeeded whereas i feel like i have like he is he is the definition of like leaning in and following your heart and yeah. perseverance and it working out um he's got a lot to be proud of uh, he yeah. is killing it would your 18 year old self look at you and be like good job me
0: um i
1: think now
0: possibly okay in the sense of like you know me at in my late 20s working at the hotel <laughs> probably not <laughs> um yeah you know i think basically being like hey man uh I've done some kind of cool stuff. You know, I do this thing with a really good friend every week. We basically have our own radio show because I don't know how to explain podcasts to you right right now. Um, I did improv. We perform on stage in Chicago, which is pretty cool. Like we got to do that for a while. Um, You meet a really cool lady. You have a really cool kid. Um, You know, you move out of Missouri. I mean that was a given. That was there's no way that wasn't going to happen. So look,
1: these are all really good things. Like yeah. this is this is all things that 18 year old self could be like. Oh my god, we moved on. <gasps>
0: we had sex. Yeah, yeah,
1: totally. You <laughs> <Whoa>. both. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you get you get better at it, buddy. Um, yeah, I think I think um, I think there would be some connection there. I think 18 year olds yeah. me would also be like, you don't become a rock star. Like, no. right. And deep down, you know that's also not going to happen.
1: You know that. Let's be honest with what we're Let's doing. Let's be honest. Here.
0: This is a fun hobby, but right.
1: We're not musicians. We're just right. we like to do
0: it for fun, but we have our limitations. I, you know. I'm sure
1: 18-year-old me would be like, are we still in Kingston Mines with Bob, <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Mike, and Paul? They're like, Whoa. no man. Yeah. No, but we said we were going go to go the we could we got a good thing.
0: Psst. But dude, so, blink is getting back together. You're like, they broke up. They broke up. <laughs> What's ah! happening? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And their tickets are outrageous. <laughs> <That> <laughs> they're, tracks. Still, they're still around, man. They're still around. Yeah. Uh speaking of tickets, I heard Ticketmaster right now is uh kind of following up from our previous uh, episode, uh the whole pre sale oh, for right the here. Taylor Swift stuff. Oh. Um apparently it was a nightmare. Uh Taylor Swift sent out a uh pre sale code to all the Swifties and everyone got basically crashed Ticketmaster's site. And there was a queue, and people were losing their fucking minds over it. Shit. And uh, I think also some of the prices... I saw a screenshot. I don't know if it's true or not. So I'm not even okay. going to say the number because it was absurd. Um, but they're like, so this is what it is. And I mean, I it was like over $10,000 for a ticket. And I'm Jeez, like, okay, I don't so I don't believe that. But again, we did talk about how bad Ticketmaster was in the previous episode. But yeah. how they were with marking stuff up. And so if demand is there... I don't know, but... Um, that ticket
1: was just to see the show. That wasn't to, like, like, go shopping with her, like, have a day. Like, I mean, as no. far as
0: I know, it was a picture of the arena, and they had you know, it showed, like, a selection of prices <laughs> for the seats, and they were all over $11,000, so...
1: No, sir. If I pay $10,000, I would
0: prefer a, uh, a home-cooked meal. I would like a percentage of the back-end deal if I'm investing $10,000 <laughs> right. in something like this, like... Yeah, this ain't throwaway cash for me, bruv. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's it seems pretty bad. And someone made a comment. They're like, if anyone could break the Ticketmaster model, it could be Taylor Swift.
1: I was just about to say, I was like, of course, the only person that's going to do this is, is Taylor Swift. Like, right? she's she has the power and the dominance to do that right now. She'd yeah. just be
0: like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. And just, you know find their own way to distribute and they would be absolutely should be incredibly successful and the fans would adore her for it and yeah. she would make even more money so. so here's
1: the interesting thing is that back in i think it was either 95 or 97 when we were doing the research for last week's show <clears throat> i think it was, it was 95 or 97 pearl jam tried to do a ticket list concert mm-hmm. and it crashed and burned yeah. and they were like one of the biggest bands in the world at that time so it makes me wonder I'm like if like, bands have tried to do it before could Taylor Swift really pull this off and I think yes because the difference is what is available from a technology standpoint nowadays. You know there's so much more back in 95 uh you know the mid 90s we're we're talking about very limited access to you know, you don't have a robust enough infrastructure to sell stuff on your own website. If you're lucky enough to have a website, there's yeah. no social media. There's no, it, it's just a different landscape. Now, I think someone as large as Taylor Swift with the resources that are available uh, and the team that she has behind her, I I think now would be now would be the time where if it's possible, it could be done.
0: I think the logistics of the tickets could totally be done. I think where they would run into problems is with the actual tour and the venues because they are owned by Live Nation, right. aka right. Ticketmaster. So finding venues to do that would be tricky when you're that big.
1: Because <sighs> when I don't you're, know when you if, arenas. Yeah, because I, I
0: could see, yeah. I could see Ticketmaster being like, either you do the tickets through us or you don't get to use our venues, and they right. own majority of the largest venues and taylor swift is going to be playing selling out to all these places so i think they kind of hold the cards in that area and that arena if you will you know Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh. um it's uh so i don't know if they'd be able to pull that off as far as that Uh, stuff goes i
1: think that's the that's the big thing is if you can if you can and really this is where Ticketmaster's brilliance has come in is because they Either partnered with or uh, absorbed Live Nation, and they have all of these Live Nation. And Live Nation is the biggest, you know, venue uh, proprietor, if you will, in the in the country. Um, if if you can solve that piece of the puzzle, I think you could take out a large chunk of Ticketmaster's business. Yeah. But it's just a matter of how how do you how do you do that? I mean, do you do you play more shows at smaller venues? Do you play? You know, yeah, I don't know.
0: The only thing I could possibly think of is if somehow Taylor Swift were able to use her clout to get Ticketmaster to consider letting her do the tickets on her own and then still using the venues. Like that would be, that's a huge, I don't know how you pull that off, but you know, that's like, that's a game of chicken to see who blinks. Because if you think about it, if Taylor's like, yeah, I'm not going to use your ticketing site and Ticketmaster's, well, you can't use our venues. They're both losing. Right. So would right. there be an, a willingness to compromise where it's like, listen, you're still going to get money from us using your venues, but I'm taking care of the ticketing myself because your ticketing is out of control. Like yeah. your prices are awful. It's not a good experience for my fans or refuse to do that. And maybe you can use that as negotiating power to find a better way to do something. I don't know. Um, but if somehow, because they could also see this as like, well, if she does this, then who else is going to come right. knocking on our door and asking oh, for the absolutely. same thing? You know that could get kind of messy too so I
1: don't know. they're n- they're not going to want to break the seal on that because that's just a you're opening up Pandora's box at that point yeah. what's tough is that in we we had mentioned last week Louis CK and mm. how he was starting to <clears throat> do it through his own site and he was refusing to play he wouldn't play a venue unless they agreed to allow him to sell tickets through his site the nice thing is is that with a comedian a stand-up comedian even though at the end he was selling, he was selling out arenas and 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 those kind of venues. I feel like with the stand up, he they have the ability to play the medium to smaller venues mm-hmm. and still do quite well. And I I don't want to say that it is less uh, effort, but when you're doing a three hour concert where you're singing and dancing and running around the stage and you've got pyrotech, there's a lot more that goes into that. So you could do three nights of the same set, you know, four nights of the same set and do the Garth Brooks model
0: mm-hmm.
1: at, the, at the smaller venue, So everyone can see you, you can get the people in and through. And I feel like it's a little easier when you're dealing with that medium, the, the stand up oh, medium, yeah. rather than when you're doing, when you're a global pop icon like Taylor Swift
0: is. Yeah. Especially like even the most famous comedians still have to go back to clubs to work out their material. Like people right, exactly. still yeah. do that. And I think at the time, Louis C.K. was charging 50 bucks a ticket that's yeah. the highest that it went he's like buy it through my and he could easily the clubs of course would want him to be there like because he's there people are going to order oh. drinks buy food all yeah. that sort of shit so it's it was it was a win for them and obviously if he went to theaters and beyond i don't know how that stuff worked out probably Figure got a little more out. complicated yeah. but still he was able to maintain yeah. that which i think endeared him with the fans as well because he's like oh, I've I got to... you. i'm looking out for you i've got your interests in mind i you know that's <clears throat> that's what matters.
1: Well, he was um, the first one to try. I mean, it, like there was articles written about him talking about how the first person to really take a swipe at the system and, and buck the system and try to reinvent it. It was, it was revolutionary at the time. What he was comedians are do.
0: really doing that right now. Honestly, yeah, like they're awesome. really reclaiming their power, so to speak in that yeah. um, they are a, um, the comedians are talking about pay. So they're understanding like what the landscape is. B, um, a lot of them aren't settling to sell their stuff if someone doesn't buy it, right? Because like if they shop it around and the, the you know any streaming or network is like now we don't want it, they're like I'll just release it on YouTube. And there's yeah. been several comedians who have done that, and it has gone extremely well for them. Yeah, they may break even overall, but they e- get the exposure. Yep, and they get you know essentially they they are not. It was kind of like with Bieber. When Bieber broke through through YouTube and yeah. MySpace and stuff like that. Like he didn't have to go through the traditional route to get noticed. Same thing right. with these comedians. You know, you see all these comedians that are like filming their sets every night, they're chopping out jokes here and there, they're putting it on Instagram, on TikTok, yeah. and they're getting seen. Brilliant. That's how they're generating their promotions and things like that. They're ditching the morning radio shows, which all of them hated um right. for these, you know, archaic things that existed because these club owners had relationships with you know, these radio stations and TV stations. So my favorite things was like for the longest times, Tom Segura fucking hated that stuff. Yeah. So he came up with a persona, a character called DJ Dadmouth, and he okay. would go on and just make everyone's life a living hell as this really? character. And <clears throat> what would he you would- do? What so he the, put on the, like this big fur coat, big sunglasses and a hat. He's like, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm DJ Dadmouth. Uh, I'm Polly and Bye." And uh, he would just like just say this stuff and the TV anchors would be like, oh, OK, um, this is great. He's like, yeah, man, I got this new single coming out. It's like, I don't just do comedy. I do DJ. I, I spin the music. And he's just like doing this stuff. And people are like, it's what amazing. the fuck is happening? This is morning TV. And he's like, I don't want to be a- here.
1: <laughs> that is absolute I I actually just have to look up. Yeah. D- DJ Dadmouth just Tom to DJ Dadmouth. It is DJ Dadmouth has a big announcement does morning TV. Oh, best of. Oh my god. Yeah, he, DJ Dadmouth does the weather.
0: Yeah, he he uh yeah, this is this is fantastic. I'll uh I'll oh, I switch over here wait. so you can so everyone can kind of see like <laughs> Here he is. Tom Segura oh, just like
1: unbelievable.
0: He hated morning TV and stuff
1: like I that love all the, the fact time. He doesn't give a shit. He and he is so comfortable leaning into stuff like this.
0: Oh, he is he is so
1: known you for know I mean? like yeah.
0: He loves doing this kind. of, He did the same thing with uh, professional wrestling. Like he he okay. picked a, he picked a beef with professional wrestling, where he basically was like wrestling's dumb. Except he said way worse words. Yeah. Wrestling's for dummies he goes oh are you stupid can you not read then I understand why you like professional wrestling and he just picked on him and the wrestling community just lashed out wrestlers are like you don't know what it's like to be an athlete and then so Tom made his own like wrestling trash talk video where you're standing at a podium his wife Christina was standing next to him in like his skimpy outfit he's like uh he came out I forget what his name was but he's like yeah you all are dumb you're trash prove me wrong he's like he has no he's going after Garth Brooks he doesn't give a shit He's just, that's the thing I love a lot about him in a lot of ways. Just as a comedian, like he, he would.
1: He does Tom Segura. If you just type it in, Tom Segura wrestling.
0: Yeah. He, I remember that. I laughed my ass out off when, uh, <laughs> where he
1: did it. Yeah, oh, I just love, I love this. There He's he amazing. is. It's amazing.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh he, God, that's uh, funny. essentially was, he also, he also paid for cameos from, uh, wrestling folks to say like you know what you are the best like it's saying that his character he created was the best and no one's no one can beat him and everything like that people are like how the what are you doing this is such a cheap shill he's just paying for people to promote this is bullshit no one just would, just no of, of any any sort of you know respect would ever say that stuff i can't believe it he's like he just leaned into it he's like i don't give a shit he's like go fuck yourself
1: like <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. I love, I love the fact that he is the kind of comedian that will ap- that does not, a doesn't care, and b knows that his fans are loyal enough to follow him on any crazy trolling adventure that he that he embarks on.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of his specials, I think it was called Disrespectful. He made a joke about Louisiana, and it okay. got all sorts of shit from people. Where he basically is that why
1: he apologized it and ball hogged it, didn't he? Like he was, but like uh, when I say apologized, like. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Louisiana doesn't like me. Like, he, yeah. I think he referenced it like a, a quote-unquote apologize, but used it yeah. as another dig. like, yeah. Yeah, that, that
0: was one of those things where his jokes got taken out of context. Um, <laughs> okay. And I loved, like, you know, the stuff they did. But he talked about how he was at a show one time, and some guy was like, sorry, he's like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, sorry, what? He's, like, sorry, what? He's, like he's like, what? he goes, I realized the guy was speaking Cajun. And he goes, And these people actually exist, and we let them stay in our country. Like, just starts ripping right. on the Cajuns. Yeah. He's And he, the, you know, spoiler for the joke, he basically is like, yeah, we should build a wall. Build a wall around Louisiana and let them die or whatever. He just, like, says some sort of yeah. thing. And uh, apparently a lot of people were like, I'm offended on behalf of Louisiana. And Tom was just, like, eating it up. And he goes, uh, so I'm going on tour uh, this fall first stop is New Orleans. I'll see you there. They're sold out.
1: <laughs> and leans right into it. Yeah, it goes uh shows are sold out. Sorry gang, no more tickets. The fearlessness is what I respect because yeah. I don't have that. And I absolutely it's that is I I love that. It's 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 incredible. It's incredible yeah. to see.
0: Well, he's he's just a silly guy. He does really yeah. silly shit, but also I love it when Tom gets fired up about stuff. He gets yeah. he gets there's he, I feel like he and I are similar in a lot of ways, and just the things that irritate him and the things that bother him, and when I hear him get fired up about things, it always just it it tickles me to no end. Yeah, and when of course you throw Burt Kreischer into that for Two Bears One Cave podcast, yeah. one of my favorites, and it's just it's it's pure madness, and it's yeah, one of my favorite things. I love it. I love it so
1: much. I just went back and watched like because because again I was uh we had fired up. <clears throat> Haig was in town over the weekend, and we had fired up the. Uh, the ball hug special. And then that led us to YouTube to look up something. And then one of the things that it served up was uh, <clears throat> two bears, one cave top or best laughs. Oh. And oh. one of them was when they did, when, when Tom did the response video, the dance video and Bert just I, the sound he was making. I actually had to mute the TV. Cause I'm like, this just, this is an uncomfortable sound. Like when this is a really man laughing. He sounds yeah. like a witch like it is it's like it's like a dolphin witch yeah. that is being suffocated that yeah. is the only way that I can describe it for
0: context it. Uh, how this worked is like Tom and Bert were talking shit they, they will do these things where they talk shit to each other for the longest time Tom is just saying like Bert is the fattest comedian and people would, you know even their fans would get in on it and yeah. Tom makes a reference to it in one of his specials Disrespectful you know he, he calls him by the wrong name and all that sort of stuff so they just like they constantly like to talk shit about each other and one of the things was like Bert's like I could do a better. He's like, I can do a dance video. I can show you. I can dance better than any of you, and he does it, yeah. and it's fine. He goes and trains for it and things like that, but in secret. Yeah. What Bert didn't realize, this is one of their during one of their October, sober October <sighs> situations where they, he and Joe Rogan and Ari Shafir and Bert and Tom would all get together and do some sort of thing. They were just like putting on these things, measuring how much exercise they were doing. Tom, in secret, hot, spent a shitload of money, hired a legit it's director. About like- Ten grand, I think yeah. he said. He said. Yeah. yeah, he spent thousands of dollars to do a shoot. And he spent time practicing, did all this sort of stuff. They even tricked Bert into doing capturing his face so they could do a deep fake and put yep. his face on a really fat person. And then Tom did all this stuff. And one day they noticed that Tom's activity shot through the roof, his calories and stuff like that. Yeah. And Bert was like, yo, what's up? What are you doing? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm just hiking. Hiking really hard today. But he was yep. filming the shoot and he was dancing. Yeah. And so it's just out of nowhere. And the best part about this is I got to listen to this stuff In as real it time. happened every yeah. week. So yeah. I, I'm very familiar with all these moments. And that was one of the moments where Tom goes, hey, I got something for you. Yep. And he'd been sitting on it for a week. And yeah. he was just like chomping at the bed. He's like, I got something for you. He's like, put on your headset. And he Bert's just
1: like, what is this? And he plays it. And Bert loses his mind. Yeah. He's like... Again, go look it up on... You, you can hear it. The sound Bert makes is just uncomfortable. And he is... Beside himself in hysterics, he's like, That may be then,
0: the best thing I've ever seen.
1: Well, it was the silence at the end, yes, where like he just because it ends, it's with Tom stabbing him to death, yes, in video, yeah, and then it just it stops, it goes to black, and Bert sits there for, I mean, conservatively 30 seconds in, mm-hmm. in absolute silence, and just with tears in his eyes, just under his breath, goes, It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life, yes. Yeah, and it just it couldn't get couldn't breathe.
0: Yeah. I'd say another really great moment is when uh, Tom realized that Bert drinks a gallon of Kool-Aid a day. Oh,
1: my God. 64 ounces of red Kool-Aid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, Sugar. So I literally just watched that the other night with Jill again because it came up on her <laughs> yeah. feet. I'm like, well, we have to watch it. It makes me laugh every single time because tom's yeah. natural reaction because bird is like I'm, I'm hydrating man and he pulls he yep. pours out a little bit in the podcast tom's like what is that he's like it's kool-aid tom's like what he's like pours somebody and he goes oh my god it is kool-aid and he drinks it he's like this is really good he's like yeah man i drink two of these things a day and tom's like it's <laughs> delicious. yeah it's so delicious it's so delicious he's so into it yeah he's like dude it's so much sugar he right. goes, and, and people are like, well, look at me side drinks. No one knows you're drinking Kool-Aid He goes, this is you're an adult, an adult man. <laughs> and Tom loses his mind. He's crying, laughing. It's so Bert, yeah. Bert realizes like, oh, shit, I've been right. drinking. I'm not doing well. I'm right. drinking so much sugar. This is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Those those moments always, man, they, they make me so happy. Like, yeah, oh, there's been so many great ones oh it makes me because <laughs> Bert, <laughs> yeah. Bert is a is a great guy he just has these moments where you realize how bad he is at listening and he knows it yeah he talks about how bad he is at listening he goes I come in fire hose my life onto somebody and then walk away and being like man that was a good conversation he's but he doesn't listen to anything yeah and one of the most recent episodes Tom goes man you know every time I hear Albert Pujols I think god damn that guy's been around for a long time because I don't follow baseball but he's like man that guy's got to, you know been around forever he goes and I looked it up the guy's been doing stuff he's been playing baseball as long as I've been in comedy and Bert's like oh yeah he's like yeah he's been playing for 22 years Bert goes that's as long as I've been in comedy and Tom goes that's literally what I just said (laughs) and the two of them laugh for like 45 seconds because he's like you're not listening (laughs) I literally just said that it's like i made the
1: connection that's as right. long as i've been doing comedy i know i know yep. we started at the same time <laughs> i think our podcast has just turned into a, essentially a re-listen podcast of of two bears one cave yeah well i'm just, hey
0: there's your recommendation go check out two bears one cave with tom sker <laughs> yeah. and Bert kreischer it's good it's fun it tickles me it makes me happy it's my go-to i been yeah. catching up on it because i've been trying to catch up on uh, critical role and I got really behind on my regulars because that, that's like a four hour podcast, you know, yeah. per episode. I'm like, all right, I gotta get caught up. And then I got caught up. I'm like, all right, I'm done for now. And now it's gonna build up again. I'm like, whatever. I'll catch <laughs> yeah. up again soon for now. And I want to get up on my fun stuff, on my my silly stuff. Not that critical role is not fun, but it's just a different thing. You gotta be have a different mindset for it. Yeah. So, you gotta pay attention. You give yeah, you do. You gotta pay attention to that. And I'm like, I'm good. I've been listening to this a lot. I wanna I wanna have silly fun time. Yeah. Silly, silly fun time. Speaking of silly, silly fun time, hey, did you all know that NASA is uh, announcing its Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Research Team to examine mysterious sightings? Thank God. It's big news, gang. Thank God they're putting money into this. Well, I mean, it's, it's, to be fair, it's kind of a big deal, you know, with all the declassified stuff that's happened recently, you know?
1: Yeah, is it? I what mean, have we found in the declassified stuff, Doug. Well, instead of people flying being like... Flying saucers, what do we got? I mean, Anything pe- good? people, have, you know, for
0: the longest time have been just denying that any of that stuff exists. They don't talk about it. They don't acknowledge it. But then the government finally was like, all right. <clears throat> here's some weird shit that we've seen that we can explain. And people were like,
1: <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, um, I think it's interesting that they're actually putting together a 16-person <sighs> team to actually review the unexplained aerial phenomena or UAPs
1: uh, for NASA. So so this is all the stuff that's been declassified. Now they're going to have a team of specialists go to work trying to disprove it.
0: They're basically going to go and examine it and be like, what is yeah. this? Is this something that's worthwhile or, or not? And they're basically going to look at any things that have uh, peculiar sightings of objects behaving unlike anything we're familiar with. But until the full report is released to the public in mid-2023, NASA says everything will be kept a secret. Um, So, I, you know, I get excited a little bit about this stuff. Not like Tom DeLong or anything like that, but I, I get kind of excited because I'm one of the people where I'm just like, statistically speaking, there has to be life out there, right? It's just, math has to say this is true.
1: Yeah, I I'm of this look, I, I'm leaning in hard to the, the skeptic side right now, but sure. I absolutely I, I, am of the mindset that statistically speaking, at least in my dumb brain, in the entire universe, there's gotta be something else out there. Now, whether or not we're going to ever meet them, that's a whole nother conversation that mm-hmm. unravels the Fermi paradox and the great uh filter, and that brings a whole that brings a whole different set of conversations to the table. But I do think that there's something, something out there somewhere.
0: I think it's great that after over seven years of doing this, one of the very first episodes we did was on the Fermi Paradox. Yeah. And it still sticks with us to this day. Like, Oh, absolutely. I, I literally, think that was one of the first things you and I were researching before we started the
1: podcast. Yeah. Yeah, was- absolutely. I literally just, what's that, uh, Kruisegart? Or that, that YouTube, uh, it's a science YouTube. Um, mm. Hold on. Uh, I just, uh, showed Beth the videos for the, cause I, I had mentioned it She's like, what's that? And I go, Oh, Oh, we're going to dive into it now. And she was like, I re- instantly regret asking you, um, <laughs> Kursus K U R G K U R Z G E S A G T. All right. You win the spelling game anyway it's a great youtube channel that does uh animations around um scientific uh they explain science through these animations and they've got some really cool really cool videos um but they have one on the great filter and they have a two-parter on the fermi paradox and it's it's a fun watch so if you don't know what we're talking about go watch that and uh well, You're we'll welcome. also
0: give you a brief layman's term breakdown of it. Per- the fir- the uh the permy paradox, um, basically says that math says, based on the scale and probability of the known universe, there's there should be intelligent life. But why haven't we seen or identified the intelligent life? So it's kind of a it's- because, yeah, if this universe is this big and we know there's other planets, there's other galaxies and things like that, why is it the only intelligent life only on Earth, more or less? This kind Maybe. of examines how that is. And there's a lot of different theories, which is interesting. Um, one of them being, um, I think, I can't remember, there were some things that people were suggesting that if intelligent life does exist. Well, first of all, the thing is like, it. if it doesn't exist elsewhere, it's because there's something called the Great Filter which means that at some point in a civilization, something happens that prevents life from continuing on. Um, they're also talking about the efficiency of, of the planet, in which beings exist. Um, if you can get to a certain level, you basically become self-sustaining and that you're using your, you know, your resources and everything to their utmost efficiency um, and things like that. And, but they're saying that somewhere there's a theory that there's just something that happens in a civilization that stops it, either dead in its tracks, eliminates it, or stops it from progressing any further, which would possibly be an explanation for why we haven't seen any other intelligent life out there. There's also a couple other additions on that, meaning that if a place becomes so self-sufficient, maybe they don't have a need to travel. Because if they are that, you know, productive, they're like, we don't need to go to find other resources because we've we've mastered our environment. Another one is that there are other intelligent life forms out there, but they don't think it's smart to broadcast to other places because there's a giant super predator out there right uh where they're like yeah it's not smart to be like hey you guys because it's gonna you know bring it uh bring it along but there was a whole series of like these theories as to why you know it's also the the assumption that whatever's out there is more advanced than us which isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. the case um there could be other life but it may be like you know 75 million years behind where we are now. It just the idea that we're going to find something that's at the exact same stage as us is also I think mathematically improbable, you know. Sure. It's possible, right, given the the statistics of things that are out there. Um, but there's just that thing, you know, in all of our media and movies and things like that, we just assume that something's going to be at our stage or greater. Right. And yeah, we're going to be like, "Yes." It's like, nah, not necessarily." I yeah. do believe at some point in our time, as we continue to explore, we will find some signs of life. It may be microscopic, maybe bacteria, maybe plant life, and maybe something. I think we will find it somewhere else. I think in our lifetime, we won't necessarily see something that is what we picture it to be like in movies yeah. and media.
1: The uh, the video that does talk about... I can't remember which one it was, but I think it was the grid Filter one, does, does talk about... Um, that finding the existence of even a single-celled organism elsewhere would be catastrophically terrifying because that means that it is almost almost certain that we are headed for extinction <laughs> like that that we are behind the great filter not in front of and do they, you say
0: that why why would even finding a microscopic thing like that
1: mean that and i knew you were going to ask this and that's why i said go watch the video go because watch the video, I, Doug. Remember, I don't remember what their rationale was i just remember <laughs> That was a point. And I was, the thing is with all of this, the people who make these videos are much smarter than I, and they cover these, these concepts that they cover and the paradoxes and the thought, just the thinking exercises. Uh, I do my best to keep up on them. We also talk a lot about a lot of dumb shit. So I only have so much space in my brain. So I don't remember all the rationale they used for a lot of this, but they did. I do remember one of them saying that uh, the, the existence of life elsewhere um, even as a lesser life form would be, it's almost better for us to be the only things out there because that means that we're good. Uh, go watch the video for the rest of Explanation. They're great videos. I would be
0: finding life elsewhere. Again, I, I'm, I'm always of the mind that the more we find out that exists outside of our current realm of knowledge can be dangerous from a cultural and societal impact. Sure. Because people will search for something to claim a reason for why and how um, we're very Earth centric, obviously, and how things oh, yeah. work. You know, I don't think if you find plant life elsewhere, I, I, you know, I, I usually go to religion because religion seeks to explain the unexplainable, you know, through faith and things of that nature. And I would like to think that if there's oh, we found this plant on Mars, people would be like, well, God also planted that as well. God is not just at Earth. God is throughout the universe because he created the universe and things like that. But I think the more complicated things that you find, um, say we go to Mars and there's, I don't know, cave paintings. And people are like, uh, what? Um, that, that I think complicates things. You know what I mean? That sort of knowledge I find to be existentially terrifying and also awesome at the same time. Because i feel like it opens up the window more to i think what is the core of the human spirit which is exploration and i think we can start focusing on a greater cause something that can push us together as a human race more so than oh my god the stock market took a dip today as uh, tesla laid off another group of people it's like that shit doesn't matter None of that stuff matters. We are occupying our time and our minds with things because we create these things. But if it's like, hey, there was this other possible civilization on Mars. To me personally, that's like a moment where I'm like, wait, what? How do we get there (laughs) and fast? How do we figure this out? And It turns into a Prometheus sort of situation where people, that's how the movie is, is these folks find the same cave paintings all around the world that seem to pinpoint something, gives them clues to find a signal or something that sends them off to basically their doom uh, as they go to the universe to find their creator. Uh, um, but it's something where, to me, it ex- it elevates us beyond the normal, dumb, day-to-day stuff that sure. I think we get mired in.
1: Yeah, I, I am full agree. I mean, and you also have said for a long time that, you know, if... <laughs> Uh, if uh, if we were visited by a, uh, an alien race and uh, they were hostile um, and the world came together, look out. Like if, if there was something that could unify the entire, the entirety of Earth, we would be unstoppable. This would give us a kick in that direction to if we found cave paintings or, or remains or something. and it, I think that would be something that could spark us into coming together and uniting us as a, as a humanity uh, towards working uh, to that. Now, that being said, there are 100% going to be people who try to throw that off. And it, it's not that won't be a fix-all, but I think that will bring a lot of... There would be a lot of people coming together from around the world to research this. And I think it would be ultimately a good thing. A discovery, I think, is more
0: divisive than unifying because... Yeah. People are going to have more preconceived notions. People are going to, you know, it's, I think a threat is more unifying than a discovery. A threat
1: is more unifying, but what I'm saying is I think not on the same level as a threat to bring us together, but I do think that it would, if there was something found on a planet, I do think that it would bring a large population together, a a larger percent than, look, a threat, yes, because we're all working towards not being extinct, but uh, a discovery like that, I, I'd I'd have to assume myself. I'd have to assume that that would bring at least some collective of people together.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, it has to depend on what it is, you know. If someone finds, hey, we found this, you know, bacteria that doesn't exist anywhere else, people be like, I fucking cares, you know. But you find something like I said, like a cave painting or a mummy, a mummified body of something, yeah. or a fossil. Yeah. Like that's gonna
1: have people really be like, "Whoa, wait, what?" Like, I see that's what I think could bring people together. If we found a resource, like a oh, fuel shit. source oh, or God. a something of value, now all bets are off. That Dude, would be the opposite.
0: Dude, imagine if someone found, an, like, they found uh, the uh, the spice from Dune. Yeah, <laughs> right. 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 And People realize how to how to harness it and how to use it. Jesus Christ. We've the seen space how space race would be yeah. off and running at that yeah. point in time to get that to get to to clamor to get those materials. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, that would be a fucking nightmare. Cuz that's a real possibility in the future, especially as like SpaceX and some of these, you know, companies are privatizing, you know, trips to space yeah. and things like that. I mean, this could be a real I mean, I've heard people talking about trying to find ways to harvest comets. And asteroids, yeah. as they fly by, because they have very valuable minerals like uh, palladium and things like that, that are very rare on Earth, people start finding a way to make that stuff as sustainable and profitable as possible. That's a dangerous way to go Capitalism is a dangerous way to lead with this, in my oh, opinion. Oh,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Very dangerous way to It'd do it. It'd be the worst. It'd be the absolute fucking worst possible outcome. Yeah. I
0: mean, if you so have back- anything from, like, social media... And what the pioneers do there. And then, like, there's no unringing a bell in a lot of ways. You can't just be like, well, we started doing this. It's like, now you can't do that. They're like, fuck you. We've created the uh, international highway to get from Earth to Mars. We own it. We own the space rights to this. Right. Um, Because then that gets a whole new different thing, right? This is where Practical Doug's kicking it over overdrive. It's like, so what are the laws in space, right? Like what are what are the you know we have was it maritime law? It's pirate law, Doug. This is the new pirate law, I, I guess, right? Because what resources? What resource? Like, let's say some private company is able to get out there and just dominate that sort of stuff. There should probably be regulation down on Earth. But what if they're like, fuck you, right? I currently have all the things that I need to get everything I need from space. You know, I'm sure that someone would gonna- work to sabotage and
1: and fuck them over oh, and everything. Absolutely, yeah. They I was gonna put, say like. The company on Earth, what remains on Earth, would be the funding that <laughs> that you need on Earth to get up there. Oh, there'd be saying sanctions. They'd, they'd be, be taxed.
0: Th- yeah. That would be like the 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 front facing stuff. There'd be some back end shit where people would be like, "You better fucking knock it off, or you better yeah. loop us in, or you better like." There would be so much shit. Cut us those in. people better basically have hired the best or bought off the right people or lobbied for the right things, because otherwise, yeah. they're coming to get them.
1: Coming to get them. You come 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 and get them. They going to get you, yeah. you know? Yeah. But uh, back to the article, I do think that it it it's cool that there's a 16-member team being put together that is going to look into this stuff. I just there is a part of me, the the devil's advocate part of me that looks at this and goes, is this do we need to spend money on this? Is this is this a is this a good resource to spend money on? Are we going to we're researching uh, sightings of things that are unexplainable. What are we hoping? I guess my question to this would be, what are we hoping to uncover? What What is the goal here? How will we know if we've succeeded? Is this just out of morbid curiosity? Is it out of like, why? Why are I'm we spending money?
0: Assumption here. Number one, that there has to be enough evidence here for them to warrant putting 16 people together. Like this, this can't be one weird youtube video that someone shot you know years ago they're like let's sit together for the next year and figure out what this is there has to be enough because this is these are images stuff captured from military vessels and airplanes and things like that where they're like wait what i don't know what this is and they've captured them probably be obviously the recording for lotteries but they're probably just checking to make sure that because these could be any number of things they could be a new technology that the country has put together and they don't know exactly what it is. It's not necessarily aliens, you know, in that sort of regard. So it's, it's good for them to sort of do the research and figure out what that is. So I have to imagine there's enough, there has to be enough sort of stuff there for them to be like, we, we probably should dedicate some time and some personnel to this, to investigate it. And second of all, I think, and probably the more important thing is they have to disprove that it's not squirrels because
1: (laughs) let's be honest yeah it's probably squirrels if there's something that is flying around and it does not obey the laws of physics my first gut instinct says squirrels there's flying squirrels
0: i rest my case so i've never seen anything move like that before you know just (laughs) flies to the air is
1: this an acorn i don't know what what this is is. this is bizarre
0: um yeah I, i i don't know i think uh just keeping that joke going um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm curious. Like I, I say I'm all for this. I'm like, explore it. Find out if you can, what this stuff is, because, yeah. uh, I think it's also, you're pretty full of hubris to think that we know and understand everything,
1: you know, to be like, absolutely. Thinking. I think, yeah, from, look, from, from an exploratory standpoint, I get it. But I, I just think the, I, I guess I look at this and I'm like the amount of money that they're probably sinking into this, like. I get it. What do I, I just I mean? Keep it can't back. be that much. I mean, NASA's
0: budget ain't that huge anymore, but you know. Um,
1: how, did, did, is there anything in here that talks? I there's not that talks about cost.
0: No, I mean, I'm sure you could do some searches and find out. Um,
1: oh, uh, 16 person team. What are they calling the uh, the suicide oh, the squad? squad. Mid 2023. NASA says everything will be kept a secret. a a secret a secret Um, you guys
0: can't find it it's a secret
1: upa nasa team budget i'm just curious let's see yeah NASA. oh uh, there you go fiscal year 2023 budget estimates nasa that's true most of this stuff is uh i mean it's government so i think it's going to be disclosed right yeah let's open this pdf as my computer gets flagged could be
0: worse uh, so this says, NASA uh, says their work will lay the groundwork for future UAP studies. The first phase is a brainstorm to see how observations that civilian government entities and commercial data have gathered could be analyzed. And then they'll look at how future data can be collected.
1: So, sounds pretty... Uh, Holy shit. This, sorry. This is a 988-page document. I'm closing it now. You want to know what it is? It's in there. The truth is out there, Justin, in this PDF. <laughs> Jared says,
0: uh, ghosts are squirrels, UFOs are flying squirrels. Doug Cochran.
1: You're goddamn right. You heard it, it, it here. Or UAP. You know? That's what it is. UAP. I'm just going to search the document. Nope, can't find it. We're closing it out. Done. <laughs> That's it. I like it. this, too. They said they're
0: going in with an open mind. Um, and yeah. we expect to find that explanations will apply to some events and different explanations will apply to others. We will not underestimate what the natural world contains, and we believe there's a lot to learn. So.
1: Yeah, I, look. At the end of the day, I'm. I think this is cool, and I'm curious to see what some of the the things are that they that come out of this. Um, I I'm being a little bit uh, devil's advocate here, just just for the sake of of the conversation. But I do. There is a part of me that thinks. I, look, we've up to this point, anything that's been captured has been disproven, has been found out to be pretty much nothing. Like it's a big nothing burger. So no. I I will be very i hope let me put it this way i hope something uh very interesting and very revel revelatory revolutionary comes out of this because yeah. that would be to me that would make this worth it and the money spent
0: no i am with you um i i'd be curious just to know i just like to know more like if there's this stuff that's happening that we don't fully understand and we have it's one thing if someone's like i saw something in the sky it must have been tuesday last <laughs> yep. and it was up that way it's like cool Thanks, Kevin. Um, you know, but people are like, yeah, these are military, you know, planes and things like that. They're capturing this footage, and these people that have spent their time, most of their careers, flying in the skies and seeing this stuff, and they're like, I don't know what that is. Right, that's weird to me. Like that that sort of stuff piques my curiosity. And again, I'm not necessarily saying like, yep, it's a, it's an alien, but. I mean, it'd be great to investigate. If there's enough of them, there where we're like, man, man, we've got lots of footage of this shit, and we don't know what it is. Sure. <laughs> can we please put a? Can, can we please put a put something together to take a look at this because this seems unusual, and maybe there's something to be learned from it, and maybe there can be some unique discoveries with it. I don't know, yeah. but I'm 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 here for it. I say do. I'll it. be
1: curious. What I'm curious to see is is if uh, all this footage, will there be any correlation between all the different sightings, or are all of them going to be because, like, if there's, like, let's say, hypothetically, there's 20, 20 files they're looking. At. I know there's way more. But let's say, hypothetically, there's 20 files. And out of those 20, 15 are deemed to be the same thing. Now we're talking. Now we're cooking with some gas here. Like, okay, well, now what? what is this thing that keeps popping up that everyone is seeing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what if it's 20 different things that are all random? Then, I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious to see if there's any correlation between, however, between all the different sightings.
0: Yeah i agree but. i think it's i think it's interesting to say the least and i'm curious to see what they find can't wait till mid 2023 to see uh see what they on what on butts yeah i think it's a big deal again just saying that the the military and the government in general is basically saying yes there's shit out there we can't explain i think that's right. it. And they're and not only that they're declassifying it and releasing it to the public i think that's a big deal
1: it, it is, I will say that it is the big deal. I guess the the other thing that I'm worried about, the thing that concerns me, is declassifying it, releasing it to the public. I'm worried about all the 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 nutbags out there, <laughs> like yeah, all right. the Tom DeLongs out there. I'm very worried about. I'm like, oh, what's this going to do for that? Because we're already in a <laughs> we're already in an unstable enough place, man.
0: Yeah, I know. But maybe it's what we need to pull our lives together. You know.
1: So mid-2023, we're looking at the Marvels being released. We're going to be after Guardians 3.
0: I'm when does just Guardians to 3 come out?
1: Guardians 3 comes out May 5th.
0: And then Ant-Man, Mania comes out February 17th. February 17th.
1: And the Marvels come out July 28th. I'm just I'm trying to see the if there's any sort of... What's that? I don't know. I'm pretty lukewarm on that one. Are Hopefully you? Hopefully it's good. We'll see. The
0: team up of the three? Who's the three? It's Captain Marvel,
1: Miss Marvel, and who else? Uh, the um, Monica lady. Yeah, gotcha, Monica Rambo. Um, yeah, the um, and then what do we got as far as? Oh, mid twenty twenty three, Echo is coming out, and Loki is coming out. So, for that, I will say that is that is it coincidence that the Marvels which deal with space travelers will be coming out at the same time, around the same time that this report gets released. Not just Space Travelers,
0: but also the gin, Justin. Coincidence?
1: Probably. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But... Who knows? Feige, I'm just saying, look, you heard it here first. This is a mind MindGap exclusive. Kevin Feige knows more than he's letting on. This is a MindGap exclusive. 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 I would like right. the poll, Fuck around and find out. That's right. That's right. Yep. You heard it. You heard it, fam. Fam!
0: You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Practical.
1: Practical. 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 Ask practical, duh. Oh, it's the time again. We got an Ask Practical Doug if you've never been here for Ask Practical Doug. Practical Doug is a tiny Doug that lives inside a big Doug and guides big Doug in all of life's journeys and adventures and other things. And you can ask Practical Doug a question if you'd like. You can join us live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. That's when we do this, right? Very good. I had to do the time shift in my head. Uh, 7 p.m. Central, and you can ask on YouTube uh, uh, with everyone else who's hanging out online here on any social medias at MindGet Podcast, and you can hashtag Ask Practical Doug, or you can join our Discord where there is a dedicated channel for Ask Practical. Justin, Doug. how would you know which channel to put that in in our Discord? My best guess is the Looking for group. That is a terrible guess, sir. Okay. A terrible guess. Yeah. Can I try again? One more. General. Now we're talking. Awesome. Uh, is it the Doug voice mod? Doug it, voice chat. The Doug, what is it? What? <laughs> it's the one that's, Hold on. Let me open it up. Oh, my God. Going to be, I've got low battery. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it's the hangout. Is it the voice hangout? There we go. Is that when we post it?
0: It's Ask Practical Doug. And although there's no description for what the channel is, I bet you can figure out that you go to that channel, you can ask practical Doug. Is it fitness? Yeah, we can talk about fitness there. If we you've got can. a practical question about fitness, where does it go, Doug? Make a choice. This is And the if you get it wrong, I will embarrass you in front of everybody.
1: This is this is the It's just We need to put together
0: a team of 16 experts, Doug. We do. To to decipher this goddamn
1: Discord, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's confusing as fuck. It's so confusing, man. Okay, so, Doug, this question, I believe, comes from Slotty. Am I correct on that? Yes. He posed this question. So Slotty asks, Doug Cochran, do you sock-sock-shoe-shoe or you sock shoe sock
0: shoe this one has had this has been living in my head for days <laughs> and i'm going to tell you why because these right. are the things that we just do every day have done every day for our life and not even thought twice about it and when someone challenges that reality you have an existential moment bless you by the way thank you for, the, for anyone who was not watching this, Justin sneezed and he was cool. He muted his, 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 his microphone because he's a cool dude. Um, the second someone questions that reality, you have an existential moment where you're like, wait, what? Why Am would I? anyone want to do that? And you don't want to be disrespectful, but also you're like, that's crazy. Right. Um, for me, I go sock, sock, shoe, shoe. And I'll tell you why. Like um, one, <laughs> one. It doesn't seem very efficient to do sock shoe, sock shoe. If I've learned anything from watching cooking videos, what most chefs say is you find one task and you make sure you do that task as opposed to do that task and then do a different task, do a different task, come back to your first task. They're like, if you're going to sure. chop stuff up, chop up all of your stuff yep. and then put them where they need to go.
1: So I, in place, baby.
0: that's right. I same thing here. If I'm putting on my sock, I'm going to put on my other sock. And it can also, there's some practical elements of what if it's what if your feet are cold? You don't want to leave one f- cold foot just dangling out there while you not only put the sock on, but then put the shoe on for extra insulation. That's just crazy. But also, the idea of having a sock and a shoe on, on one foot and having a bare foot on the other, it seems very uncomfortable, strange. Yeah. Feels weird. Feels weird. Have you ever oh. put on shoes while wearing underwear? Just underwear? I'm sure in my lifetime I have. It's weird. Yeah. To be in your underwear, right. just your underwear, no shirt, no pants, just your underwear and shoes. You're like, this doesn't feel right. Why would I be doing this right now? There's not been a situation where I need to have my underwear on and my, just my shoes. Yeah. This is strange. Which well, is I why whenever also... I've seen porn with guys wearing shoes, I'm like, that's that's uncomfortable. How I can do this. How did we get here? <laughs> That's the question.
1: How did we get to this position?
0: Andrew Santino had a great joke about that. He was like, I respect the guys that do that because not only do they get naked, in order to get naked, they have to take off their shoes. But then, after they're naked, they're like, I'm putting these back on because it's important on. to yeah. them.
1: You know? Because these are the new Jordans.
0: Yeah, and I right? to have them yeah. God damn it, I um, need the support because I don't want right. plantar fasciitis. You know?
1: Right. Also, you get a good grip on it. You got the traction on the bottom, good treads. So I would also say, and I don't know about you, but I don't typically and this is debatable because some people do, I know, and it's not that weird, but I don't typically wear my shoes around the house. No. I walk around the house. So when I'm getting dressed, I'll get dressed, I'll put my socks on. And then if I'm going out the door, I will then put my shoes on. But rarely do I have the, am I in the position where I've got my shoes next to my clothes while I'm getting ready, or I'm just walking around without socks on and I bring them to where my shoes are by the door. Like usually the two things aren't, near enough each other like if i'm getting dressed i'm dressed i've got the socks on if i'm gonna leave right away then i go over to where the shoes are and i put the shoes on very rarely are they in the same area so i my brain is trying to wrap itself around in what scenario is someone doing sock shoe sock shoe
0: well jared tell us more because apparently jared says he does sock shoe sock shoe because he's already raised that leg so the legs oh. up, he puts on a sock. He's like, "Well, my foot's already up here, so I might as well put on my shoe."
1: Interesting. So yeah. Tell like, us more about the situation there, Jared. Because that sounds again. That, to know.
0: Because it's it's Ooh. almost kind of like it's less unusual, but wearing shoes and socks with a swimsuit, right? Yeah. Because typically you're you're wearing sandals because the idea is that wherever right, you're going, you will be getting wet, and you know.
1: Or I'll slip my shoes on but no socks at that point. That's right. just
0: how I'll roll with that. Still feels weird walking around, you know, in that sort of situation. And yet women in just combat boots is sexy as hell.
1: Australia. I love it, man. Um we've talked about before too, uh early on. We I think we were at the basement of ENC when we were talking about it, but we talked about changing up your routine mm-hmm. like if you're do if you put your pants on do you put them on left leg first or right leg first and then trying to do it with the opposite leg yeah. first and how it's like my pants feel like they're on backwards right now cuz i don't like that's just not weird you know or if you put a shirt on do you put your head and then your arms do you put your left arm through and then your head and then your right right head left left, right, then head, and then try to switch it up and just see how wrong it feels. You know? Yeah. So I feel like this is a very similar thing where I would do this and I'd be like, this just feels like everything's on wrong right now.
0: Yeah. No, I'm you get with
1: you. Those routines, right? Like, yeah, you brush your teeth and you do it a certain way or you, you well, know, it's funny
0: you brush before you do this or after that, or, yeah, you know. it's funny because Seth also had a similar, um, image which I'm going to shoot over to you now as well, about brushing your teeth, mm. which is how do you brush your teeth? And it has three options.
1: The oh, first option I'm is... This. Are you sharing this on the on the uh, thing uh, here? I will share it.
0: Oh. All okay. right. So people can see what this is. I got to bring it over to this side of the screen. This is so great.
1: You all can see it. And so, yeah, for the for the podcast listeners, oh, no. there's three oh. different options here. How do you brush your teeth? So it's either do you put water on the brush, then toothpaste, and then water again, and then engage, or do you put the toothpaste on, dry, then water, or do you just put the toothpaste on and go to town?
0: Yeah, uh, and the person says everyone should pick one. So I, what I do is I do two-thirds of number one, which is I do water first, and then toothpaste, and then I brush. Got it. Okay. I don't add extra water on there because the
1: toothbrush is already wet. Yes, I could see that. I'm trying to think what, because I used to do number one fully. I would do water, toothpaste, water. And now I'm, I'm legitimately trying to remember. I think I do number, I think I do number two now. It's so funny. I actually have to think about this one. I don't, if, if. If I were to do it, I would know it felt right or wrong. But now that I'm actually trying to think through th- the steps of it, I'm having a hard time recalling what going This one is I my did.
0: crazy logic for it. Number two seems crazy to me because you put the toothpaste on a dry toothbrush, mm-hmm. you put water on it, but the toothpaste is covering some of the toothbrush so it may not get fully wet because the toothpaste can kind of act like an umbrella. So you potentially my- have some dry bristles in there, which is no sure. good. Why is it no good? Why do we need water in the first place? Well, you guys, you don't just want to scratch the shit out of your teeth. You also need some water to kind of get the foam going with the with the toothpaste.
1: What's what saliva's for? Put water in your mouth. Do a mouthful of water. Gargle it. Then hold it for 30 seconds. Then brush your teeth. That with no could... toothpaste, but just a brush. Uh, okay. A hairbrush. <laughs>
0: Instead of water, it's
1: always comedy. keep them guessing which way you're gonna <laughs> right. go. <What>? Huh? <laughs>
0: comedy! Um Yeah, and definitely not three. Just straight toothpaste and getting in there. That is yeah.
1: absurd. That's crazy. No. I do think, yeah. If I I think I do yeah, I think currently I'm doing toothpaste water, but I'm not opposed to number one either. Like I the thing is, I'm I respect one and two. I have no love for people who do three. Yeah, three seems pretty uh, pretty metal. Three you know? seems like a sock shoe, sock shoe type of person. The person who brushes their teeth like number three is the same person who puts on sock shoe, sock shoe, and the same person who jumps into their pants both legs
0: the same it's the same person person who does number three is the same person That's like i use listerine with all the alcohol because if it's not burning
1: it's not working you know right yeah they swish with fireball
0: yeah they uh they have uh powdered toothpaste that they just sort of dump on a horse bristle brush and they go we gotta get to work here and they're just like it doesn't taste good it tastes like chalk because that's that's how the world works.
1: You want right. flavor in your toothpaste? How about, how bad do you think they use borax start... powder on a wire, a wire brush? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: How 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 much bullshit do you think like the the masculine community was like when they're like, we're flavoring the toothpaste? They're like, pussies. <laughs> you what? You want spearmint on your All teeth? Right. You goddamn pansy. Just use it with the chalk. Use the chalk taste. Just <laughs> what? What are, you, what are you trying to do? You have right. yourself a little dessert while you brush your teeth. you clean right. your teeth, Sally. You know, Sally. We use we use Irish Spring in our teeth. That's goddamn in right. Room. It's good enough yeah. for my armpits. Good enough for my teeth. Bite it. Spit it. Move <laughs> on with you, day.
1: <laughs> I survived the Great War. <laughs> How are you still alive, Great Grandpa? Well.
0: Mustard gas didn't get me, so fuck you, death. That's why.
1: Jared says the water <laughs> pushes the toothpaste into the bristles. The okay. water pushes the toothpaste into the bristles. I mean, that's true. That's why number two works for him. The important question
0: is: Do you keep your tap running the whole time while brushing? No, I don't or, do that. You no, know, no, I love the yeah. the full question. Yeah. And do you do that, or are you a good person? I'm a good person absolutely yeah i remember i had to see a lot of commercials as a kid to be like oh that's wasteful you know
1: yep because i was just <laughs> it's running while you're brushing your teeth you're like yeah, this absolutely. is good this is good sometimes good. i'll space out and i'll realize and turn it off but i always turn yeah. it off yeah. yeah very true well there you go that's our routines
0: ladies and gentlemen there we go practical Doug says sock sock shoe shoe and says do what you want with your teeth just don't just put toothpaste on it because that's right that, that ain't right that ain't right yeah there we go everybody we did it that ain't right we fucking did it and you're welcome <laughs> decisions decisions all right uh justin
1: recommendations what would you like to recommend this week so i'm years late to the game on this but uh ajr the band um i am very much getting into them right now is that uh, like
0: dave matthews band 2 or something
1: no, it is not. <laughs> um they they have a few songs that you would know. Um Doubt it. That okay, fair enough. Uh <laughs> they've got a few songs that you would know. Um there was actually did I there's one song of theirs that that I knew was them and then as I've been listening I'm like, "Oh shit, they did that one too." Oh shit, they did that one too. And so now I'm really starting to come into they have a You remember the band Fun? Yeah. They have a a similar sound to me for, so fun went on a hiatus, an indefinite hiatus. And I, I enjoyed that band. Uh, this scratches that that
0: that sentence just is so true for the last two years. Fun went on an indefinite hiatus since 2020.
1: Absolutely. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this, this band scratches that itch for me because they sound enough like them where I'm like, cool. I get that kind of quirky sound, but they're very much their own thing. And so, I like. Uh, I just. I, I'm really digging what they're doing um, with with some of their stuff, and I've been enjoying watching them on Instagram. And I'm very, very interested to see a live show because it looks like they put on a very cool, uh, visually heavy show as well. So I would, uh, I would say, check out AJR. And uh, might not be for everyone, but I am thoroughly enjoying them right now. I loved
0: as I'm looking it up. It says, "Why did AJR get canceled?" I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Oh, did they? Uh-oh. Well, apparently they were going to play uh, in Russia, but they canceled after, oh, uh, you know, the, the invasion of Halloween. Ukraine. Yeah. I was like, oh, whoops, that's not good. Does AJR support LGBTQ? Uh, yes, they do. All right, so far so good. Go. They're passing the tests.
1: Uh, you know particularly- that sound like those, uh, can we skip to the good part?
0: Uh-huh. Oh, that's
1: literally what Jared just typed in the chat as you said that. Yes that's them uh the other one the one that that's one of their bigger ones another one you might know is bang um and then if you are on instagram or tiktok at all then you have definitely heard people using the song world's smallest violin in an ungodly amount of videos
0: i'm definitely seeing those those tracks i'll have to check them out here okie dokie well i will check them out and i'll let you know if i've heard them wonderful dougie what do you got Uh, I would recommend uh, Wakanda Forever Um, just released last weekend and uh, if you like Black Panther then I think you're gonna like this movie it's really really good Um, some people have been a little eh on phase four of Marvel uh, you know yeah. it's been it's been kind of all over the place thematically which is, or, or tonally and I'd say to some extent that's good try some stuff out that's cool and everything has to be the same this is pretty serious uh, pretty dark at times pretty emotional um, I gotta say Ryan Coogler had one of the shittiest jobs which was essentially to have to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman and then also pay tribute to T'Challa all while trying to exist and have a movie that actually has a point and sends a message uh and also filming this in a pandemic with one of the stars who refused to get vaccinated which makes trying to separate art from artists very difficult in the movie mm-hmm. but um i it's a solid solid film man it was really really good and i'll say this i cried i cried made me cry All right. it moved me to tears and um not a lot of levity in it so don't go in looking for some hoo-ha yeah um it's it's the yeah you know they do some best to try and lighten the mood but it's it's pretty it's a pretty serious film and i really really enjoyed it it's it's probably one of the more grounded this is saying a lot for marvel universe but it's pretty grounded yeah it's a pretty grounded film uh, considering everything and uh, yeah
1: i thought it was a really solid film I was excited. I'm glad just I went. They sort of bring Namor into it. Like I feel yeah. that's a that's not easy to, to ground to ground that we're bringing on. Now we're bringing that it shit scenes.
0: happens. But I think it's like if you're used to the Marvel universe, you're like, yeah, there's gonna be stuff happening. But yeah, overall, you're like this. This is just like Black Panther the film. Um, the 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 through lines through it. The themes are very like grounded and they're very yeah. interesting. And um, I don't know. It was it it's it's really it. It struck a good chord with me, so I'd say go check it out if you haven't already.
1: Beth and I are probably going to go see it this weekend. Can I ask you this without spoiling? And if it spoils it, then you can say pass. Uh, do they explain why up to this point? I, I find it entertaining uh, anytime we run into a new a new hero if they've existed. Uh, if, we've, if we if you watch their origin story happen, that's one thing. But if we run into a new hero that's existed or if we run into a whole new race of people that we've never seen before in all of these years and everything that's happened, saving the world multiple times. Uh, did they explain why we're just now meeting Namor, King Namor and the, the, the people oh, yeah. of the under? But is, I've got a received. good
0: explanation for it, too, in my opinion.
1: Great. OK, that's so, all I needed to know. That's yep. fair.
0: Well, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's good that stuff is pretty solid. Um, yeah. So I'd be curious once you watch it, we can talk all about it. It'd be a fun cool. conversation to have. A do do all right, gang. Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in and please don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at mind podcast. Uh, if you'd like to check out the podcast live, like a good friend, Jared and others, check us out at youtube.com slash mind podcast. We live stream the podcast on Tuesdays at 7 PM central. I also host a video game stream on Fridays, current excuse me, currently at 8 p.m. Central. Um, and so come check out, hang out with us. We're usually playing silly games and having a good time, So it's it's really really fun. And if you like what you're seeing here, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. It really means a lot to us. Um, we're up to 242 subscribers, which is really big for us. Uh, and we're, we're 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 moving along. We've had a couple of good uh, batches of shorts. Um, that we put out there from silly clips of the show so if you could do us a solid like what you see uh hit subscribe if you if you're so inclined and you know leave us a comment you know uh tell us what you think about aliens and the fermi paradox do you think we're gonna find alien life anytime soon and if so what do you think it'll do to society hit a comment down below also be sure to check out our discord to join our community and be part of everything we got going on uh, there's a link in the description down below. And then also check out our merch at redbubble.com. And if you feel so inclined to give us some money, head over to patreon.com slash podcast, Drop us
1: some cash. It'd mean the world to us. And then don't forget to follow Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, Good Pods, all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You can find us. And we ask you to do all the things, the sharing, subscribing, rating, reviewing. Those mean a lot. And then 2 east and 2East8th on all social medias as well as loveandimprovfilm.com. Love and Improv on Twitter. Love and Improv Film on Instagram. Go ahead and follow along with uh, all the goodness that's happening with the movie. Good,
0: good stuff. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, gang. We always appreciate you. And uh, with that, I'll say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you.
1: Listeners, thank you. And
0: you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.